Hi, how's your day going? I am Radhacharya, and today I will be explaining the Age of Exploration era, an amazing era of voyages, long journeys, and some of the great explorers, including Christopher Columbus and Ferdinand Magellan. These amazing explorers have fascinating stories, some good, some not so good. Without further ado, let's jump right into this fabulous world of seasickness and war. I'm just kidding. It's a great story. First, we'll talk about who these explorers are and how they've impacted our world today. Let's start with the famous Christopher Columbus, who has a day and city named after him. We know that all that stuff is going into debate whether or not it should even be a real thing, but we can get into that later. Cristoforo Colombo was born in Italy in 1451. People actually don't know much about his early childhood, but we can infer that he loved to discover and explore around home. The thing that Columbus was known for is his special accomplishment, which was actually a big failure if you ask me. Let's think about it this way. He set off in a great expedition in 1492 to sail to India. He had a great idea to just go straight and that would eventually lead him there. Little did he know that there was other continent that was in his way that you had to sail around to be able to get to India. He ended up in America thinking it was India. That's why natives are called Indian Americans, when in reality, they're just Americans. Now, yes, he did make a huge mistake and killed, kidnapped, enslaved, and harmed thousands of innocent natives. But he also opened trade routes, got more people to move to America, and become one of the best explorers in the world. So we have to give him a little credit about that. Let's move on to Ferdinand Magellan. Ferneo de Magellan was born on February 3, 1480 in Sabrosa, Portugal. Magellan was known for being the first European to sail across the Pacific Ocean. On September 20, 1519, Ferdinand Magellan circumnavigated in five ships, along with 270 men. Throughout the journey, people ran out of food, so started to eat whatever they could find, including wood from the boat, rats, seafood, and many other disgusting things. By the end of the voyage, only 18 men remained alive, even though they weren't really healthy. Ferdinand Magellan's journey across the Pacific has taught and impacted our world now because we know that voyages can be dangerous, long, risky, and never fun. Thanks to Ferdinand Magellan, we won't have to go through much of this anymore. There were lots and lots of tools that voyagers used to help on their journeys, but here are three main ones that I think are a lot important than some of the other ones. One is an astrolabe. An astrolabe is an instrument used to make astronomical measurements. Typically, it's used to navigate and calculate latitude before the making of the sextant. It looks like a disc with the edge marked in degrees and a turned pointer. Next, we have a compass rose, and I think a lot of people do know what a compass rose is, but if you don't, a compass rose was used to determine direction, like north, east, east, south, and west. If sailors needed to know if they were going in the right direction, they would use a compass. Lastly, we have caravels. Caravels are small ships that were used in voyages for sailing. When Ferdinand Magellan was sailing, he took five caravels instead of big ships like Columbus did. Those are not all the tools that explorers use during their trips, but there and there are many, many more, including lead line, sand glass, cross staff, nocturnal, quadrant, 
Traverse Ford, and many, many more. But those three, I think, were pretty important. Many people wonder, why do these explorers explore if they know that their life is at stake? And they're most likely not going to survive, especially if it's a long trip. You're right. Most people would think that's pretty stupid and definitely not worth the risk. But if you think about it long and hard, you'll see why. Back then, most people did it for the fame and the wealth. Right now, it's as simple as a snap of your finger to get famous. All you need to do is a few TikTok moves and boom, you're popular. Well, you see, it wasn't that easy for most explorers. I don't know if it's because they couldn't dance or, well, maybe they just didn't have the right technology, but they did manage to get famous somehow. Let me tell you about the three Gs. It sounds a little silly at first, but once I explain it to you, you should understand. The three Gs are basically what it says in the name, gold, glory, and God. As you know, gold is, well, gold and riches and wealth. Glory is fame, popularity, and power. Then lastly, God. This one's a bit confusing, but you'll see. In Europe, people want Christianity to demand all other religions and be the top religion. So what better way to advertise Christianity than go to a new land and tell others about it? It's like when you uh, go to a new restaurant and it just opens up and you're in love with it. So you tell your friends and family and peers about it. So then they're in love with it and they tell their friends, family, and peers about it. It's a chain reaction. It keeps going and going until that restaurant becomes a favorite and go-to for many, many people. Same thing with spreading religion. It keeps getting passed down over and over again. Those three Gs influenced so many explorers, it's not even funny. There were lots of barriers that blocked voyagers from completing their achievements. Here are a few of the major ones. Poor navigational tools, lack of supplies, sickness and starvation, fear of what has not been explored. Let me start at the beginning. Poor navigational tools. What this means is that tools and technology are very badly made, would break easily, would not work in general, could be a hit or miss situation, or send discoveries in the wrong direction. Next, we have lack of supplies. That barrier is quite self-explanatory. Voyagers would not have enough supplies like food, water, tools, materials like rope, hooks, etc., or other supplies to complete their voyage. Third, we have sickness and starvation. This one kind of ties along with lack of supplies because if there wasn't enough food, that can lead to starvation. And then starvation could lead to sickness. Another reason for sickness is the sea and the boat moving. It could be either seasickness or motion sickness. Seasickness is when you get sick of the sea and the ocean in the setting. Motion sickness is when you get nauseous because of the boat and the motion of the moving boat. Lastly, we have fear of what has not been discovered. This one is as well pretty self-explanatory. Only 5% of the whole entire ocean has been discovered, leaving 95% unexplored. And this is only in 2020. Imagine how much of the ocean was explored 600 years ago. Probably one-fourth to two percent of it. No wonder they were scared of the ocean. Especially when you're traveling by boat in the middle of the ocean, not knowing the wild creatures that may have been surrounding your ship at that very moment. When you are voyaging, there's competition, just like in your video games. For example, in Fortnite, 
You have to compete against other people online to win Victory Royale. In real life, your Victory Royale is finding your land and getting there before other discoveries get there. Other explorers may be traveling or searching for the same treasures, whether it's land or riches. There are actually multiple reasons why people would be competing against you. A few of them are maybe because they hold grudges with you, and or maybe they're trying to impress somebody like kings or their queens. There's also wealth, religion spread, fame, trying to discover new land, and many other reasons. Like I was saying a few times before, religion spread and God is a big thing in explorations. When you come from Europe, Spain, or wherever your starting point is to a new area, you want to introduce your religion and culture to more and more people so that it spreads and more people convert to it. Back in the times, most people were Christian and wanted Christianity to rule and dominate. So they tried to spread it and convert more and more people. Exploration is also increased global interactions between different people of other races and lifestyles. For example, when Christopher Columbus met the natives, they differed in so many ways. If we start off with looks, for one, of course, natives were in darker, had darker skin, and Columbus and his people were all white-skinned. Then we have the way they dressed. Columbus was in a must, much more formal style of clothing, while natives had small pieces of fabric only covering parts that were necessarily needed to be covered. Lastly, we have their fighting tools. Natives were a lot more vulnerable than the Europeans. This was because Europeans had much more intense weapons like guns, while natives had spears made out of organic materials found in their living area, which was usually forest. And we'll be back after a short commercial break. Here's a word from your sponsors. Did you know that Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance? <laughs> Pretty obvious. And we're back. Now we're getting to the end of this TED Talk, so I wanted to clear up some facts. One of them is about Christopher Columbus and a day and city being named after him. Now, there's a lot of controversy between these contexts. Some people think that he's a bad guy and shouldn't be celebrated in any way, which I guess is partly true. He is a bad guy for killing and harming natives, but he also did a lot of good things, like open trade routes, tell people America is a good place that we can live and explore, and so maybe we can all either all agree to disagree about this, or we could take away one thing and only acknowledge a little bit. This is the end of my wonderful TED Talk podcast presentation, so thank you for tuning in, and make sure that you discover a world of your own. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye.